Hey everyone, thank you for listening to 50 Shades of Boucher. On this episode, we had Eric, the founder of Waterwave TV. You can find them at Waterwave TV on Instagram or waterwavetv.com. Uh, no, Eric came in and, and really just came down and, and, and talked about you know how he started Waterwave and, and, and how he promoted it throughout the years that he's done it. And, and for a young guy, he's really done a good job really doing a tremendous job promoting Minnesota talent with Minnesota rap. You know, the guy just sitting with them for an hour and two hours or whatever it was, the guy's very goal-oriented and knows what he's talking about. It's just a cool thing to talk talk about somebody who's passionate and in kind of a similar industry in wh- where you're, you're trying to promote something in which, you know, either your guests or, or people that you find interesting or, or talented or you know, Waterwave does a lot of a lot of cool merchandise. Um, you can find that on Waterwave TV. Uh, like I said, they do a great job promoting weekly uh, different rap artists in the community around Minnesota and Minneapolis. So uh, go check them out. Yeah, the episode was good. Thank you for listening. You can find this again at uh, Fifty Shades Boucher Podcast on Instagram. If not, you can find us also on Apple, Spotify, iHeart. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, Go look for it and and, and uh, tell your friends. Robert better not get in my face. Because I'll drop that motherfucker. He's a little bit long-winded. He doesn't translate very well into our generation, and his jokes are terrible. I'm just a man, same as you are. You're not a man. You're a bishop, for God's sakes. There is no God. Wow. You're on the air, sled God. <laughs> to Aberdeen for a year um redshirted played on the team and then uh my daughter was born uh at January 3rd so halfway through the the semester or through the year mm-hmm. finished out the next semester and then uh came home and went to St. Cloud <clears throat> tried out failed miserably I, I drank all fucking summer uh, I was off uh you said you played at River Falls yeah all right so where'd you play at high school at I play I'm from Mankato I went to Mankato East High School Mankato East Okay, and so you're significantly a uh, little bit younger than me, so we wouldn't have laughed in high school. Uh, Mankato West had Philip Nelson. Yeah. Okay. All right, now I'm on track. Uh, so then you – so how were you? I mean, wh- how'd you do? In high school? Yeah. Uh, high school, our, like, our team was supposed to be really good. We had, like, the largest senior class that went through our school in, like, ye- plenty of years, and we were just supposed to be really talented. And um, we – Long story short, we had like an average seat. We we played a lot of good teams. Like we played Mankato West, which which is top team in the state. They're a class above us technically yeah. too. Um, we played Marshall, who had Trey Lance on their team, who's now the number one recruit in the he, NFL. He, yeah, I mean he's and one of the top court, yeah. like top draft pick for quarterbacks. He's in the top five picks for quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And then uh, Blaze Andres was on that team too, the lineman for the Gophers. Oh shit! So like it, we had like a tough schedule them and um like Jordan. We we played we play. I can't remember every single team we played, but we played. We had a hard schedule. We went like four and four or something like that, and then we ended up losing in the first round of the playoffs. So that was my, that was basically my senior year. And then I played tight end in high school. I was really small for a tight end. I was like one seventy. What uh, what class were you? I think we were four A. Oh shit! So we would have we would have ended up playing because no, I, I think from like first five, I think. Oh, at the time we were four A. Oh, that was before because I because I know my friend uh, Cal- Calvino that he played for he played for Spring Lake Park and they played West in the state. Semis. There you go. Mm-hmm. See, the year I played, we were 4A, but mm-hmm. 
so so Park is is kind of at a disadvantage because there's only 300 kids a class, and that doesn't seem like that may, that may seem like much to a lot of a lot of other schools, but like when you start getting into like 4A in Minnesota, you're talking about like 600 700 enrollment. Maybe well we were only like we only had around 300 too so, at our school, but I think. Like yeah, and if you would have been four A then, or when you went, you probably were three A, at the time when I played. Maybe yeah. So, so then, like, I mean, that's where Park should have played because honestly, we only had about eleven seniors, you know, mm. and that's not a whole yeah, lot for a four A program. And and to fill it out, they used to bring tenth and ninth graders on just to fill out the the lines because it was it was a bad oh, yeah, look. That's not yeah. You don't want to be playing four A if you and, have to do that. And the thing was is we just ran the triple option, so they only needed eleven guys, and they just needed eleven guys dumb enough to trick that like yeah this will work. Mm-hmm. And it, it we did all right, but we also played in like a week. Our conference wasn't that good. You know, we played against the Tino Grace, and we got our asses kicked every time. We we played with them a little bit some some games, but. I mean, they were they should have been five five A all the time or six A or whatever it is now. I mean, they're 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 fucking talented and they get all yeah. the best fucking kids. I mean, when I was a tenth grader, they had John Crockett who went to the Packers at the time. Uh, J D uh, J D Pride was a cornerback at Creighton Durham Hall who was getting everybody in the Big Ten offers. Went to TG his senior year to play quarterback because that's where he wanted to play in college, and he ended mm-hmm. up going to the Gophers. Uh, as a quarterback, being like their sixth fucking guy, and then going to like Illinois State, um, I'll fucking regard this. But so then you you play at Mankato East, and then uh, I mean, how good were you? Uh, personally, I wasn't like a star player or anything. We had a lot of good players on our team that were that went to go play college. Um, like I, so, like our, in our offense, we kind of had like a, a running quarterback as well, but yep. we also had like really good wide receivers. So like I always I wanted to go play wide receiver because I knew like I wasn't like I wasn't a really hard hitter, but I could get my head in the right place. Or I was just like I I, I knew all the plays. Like I was just smart, so I could play tight end because I in tight end tight end motioned a lot in our shit, just to block or kick out or okay, or yeah. reach block or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I could I could do that, but like I wasn't the type of guy to be pancaking people. Okay. And I always wanted to be like and nobody like and I never ran routes, so it's like it could have been like an easy year like senior year nobody has film on a tight end catching shit for our team so it's like i really wanted to implement that and like split out a little bit and do more but i didn't do much but then i went my yeah so high school i didn't really have too much for stats wise i was just more of like i just knew what i was doing yeah which is probably the and then i ended up getting ended up in river falls wisconsin which is a d3 program and i played wide receiver there and i got to learn all that for the the two or one and a half years i was there okay yeah i got you and like how was that man like i mean i i enjoyed the shit out of my time at, at northern like i just got drunk a lot but mm-hmm. i mean like how, how to go for you like what when you transitioned from like high school football to that program was it like an up scale or were you were you like surprised or were you like sh- kind of shocked that like it was like not what you thought it'd be um i was really excited at first like it didn't really seem like anything like it didn't seem really real until we actually got to like pr- like went to practice and got on the field and I was like and I had like a new logo on the field like yep. it was like turf we didn't have turf in Mankato like it was just like a whole like new new feeling so it was really fun like uh but the overall experience from it I really liked playing football I liked practicing um my I didn't really get along with like the type of crowd that was there besides like my clique of you know like yep. ten, 10 close friends that I had on the team probably like, there was more of, like, just more, like, I wouldn't say, like, it, I mean, I would say it was more of just, like, a hick school, and that's just not my vibe. Like, right. like, like if you go to a party, you're most the first person you see when you walk in is probably going to be a dude with a cowboy hat on, short cut, jeans, like, 
tri- like cut jeans into shorts and some boots on like like that's just like what the, what you're gonna see there and then you might hear some country music going on depending on whose house it is or even like the players are just like a little goofier in the locker room than I'm more like than I'm used to from high school or some right. shit like just way more comfortable you know like slap like being naked walking around each other slapping asses making jokes about random shit and it's just like so I like I for that aspect of it it wasn't really like that's why I ended up leaving really is because I didn't really like the school and yeah. Just like football wasn't really wasn't really a high priority for me once I found, once I started Waterwave, but but I really enjoyed playing the sport of football in college. Yeah. Like the the sport itself was really really fun, but like like everything outside of having fun at football, like we we should have just swapped, dude. That was me. I was the dude who was like probably way too fucking wild for a school in South Dakota. Not even too way too wild. Like I just didn't fit with like a lot of people like mm-hmm. i would at the time like when you look back at it like i'm sure we were good friends i don't have a friend now like that i talked to you know like and 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 there's you know three roommates that we ended up all living in the same room because we made one room a fucking hangout room with like a 55 tv uh 65 inch tv a little 32 that had espn espn running at all times and then my buddy was a was a hick and and he liked having the westerns on in the in the left it was like a little 25 inch TV, but we'd have like, I mean, we'd play pornos on and shit. And like, I dude, I'd instigate so much, man. And, uh, at the end of it, like I look back and I'm pretty ashamed about like some of the stuff I did. And like, obviously like there's a reason why I don't have friends from there anymore. Like I was just wilding out like no other dude. Like yeah. as soon as I busted out and I was like, I can do whatever I want. I had the mentality of like Minneapolis bringing it to like Aberdeen and I'm not the first guy from Minneapolis. I just brought a really weird fucking like, and I'm just a weird person in general, mm-hmm. you know, like, like everyone thinks this show is sexual and it's like, well, it's never really gotten sexual. It's just more or less me talking about like, uh, like, uh, me having a kid that like, at 19 or something, you know, like it, it, it's really, my buddy said that the, uh, the name of the show and the, the way it's the logo is now he goes, it looks like it's a sex show. It's like, good. People will people will look at that and then be like, "This is completely disappointing." But hopefully, they keep listening. Yeah. But uh, but no, man. Uh, I, I honestly, I, I'll bet you, if we switched, you probably would have gotten along with a lot of those guys. Mm-hmm. Probably a chill attitude would have been would have worked a lot better than me just wilding out and being like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I'm away from everybody. This is I get to be in the, dude. Dirty Hall. Like it's a joke that like. I don't think you can catch Corona if you lived in your freshman dorm, mm. right? I mean, like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, freshman, yeah. Ours wasn't too bad. It was pretty clean, but it was also just, just a lot of people. Or oh, I just got told you got to stop jacking off in the showers because the plumbing <laughs> can't take it. it ours, was... <laughs> our, they would put they put notes up on our on our bathroom or bathroom doors or shot by the showers that said uh, something about no jacking off in the showers because it clogs the drains yep. or something like that. Dude, you got how I many guys like, living oh in that thing God. doing it? It's like, like, I wouldn't even do it in the showers though. That's too public. There's people always walking in and out. Like that wouldn't be my spot, but I got you. Uh, so, all right. So, so you finish, or so you're going to, to, to college, you're playing yeah. college football. When does water wave start becoming an idea? So my whole freshman year, no water wave idea, right? But I was I was vlogging on a personal YouTube channel, so so that whole year it was it's just like my name, Eric Geister Jr., just on YouTube, and I started it when I was in high school, like my summer of senior year of high school, and then I brought it to college with me. That's when I started meeting all my friends and stuff, and then I eventually fell to a, a tighter group of people that um, that I just like that I clicked with way more than anybody else. Um, so we, we'd have, we bonded for that year and then we came back or toward maybe, I don't know if, I don't know if it happened right at the end of my freshman year or just right at the beginning of sophomore year. But basically 
we came actually it was it was at the end of freshman year that we started coming up with water wave but it didn't really grow into anything until we came back our sophomore year okay and we came in with the mindset of let's try to like let's try to really spread this business water wave tv around the college because it's just it's just easy marketing it's just like right. everyone's right there. there people are like people are supposed to be mingling like this is supposed to be an area where people come up with business ideas you know it's college for sure so we we started that so that's oh what year that was 2018 i guess then yeah 2018 now it's my sophomore year of college and then a lot, a lot of it what came came down to is my friend Angel. He got a, he had a house, and we all lived in the dorm still because it was the rule for two years. So yep. he he had a house right off campus, and we would go over there. And this is when football stopped becoming a priority, and homework stopped becoming a priority for me. As we would go to his house and just smoke and do try to do homework. As we started off doing homework a lot at the beginning of the year, obviously because that's just what you do. And then you just you start putting more time into water wave than you do into homework right we it's start yeah we start making you know we start gaining followers on instagram we're like okay like people are actually taking interest in this and at this time i don't know any artists in minneapolis like i li- i'm from mankato i moved to wisconsin only artists i know are, is the dudes the dudes that i'm friends with because uh kelvino jugman who was from las vegas actually but he came there to play football both of them made music and then my friend andre burgess he made music. He started making music, and that was kind of my click. And then a few other guys: Angel, Reese, Tez, Hunter, and and, and more. But those are like our tight grip group that we kind of hung out with every day. We'd throw parties with, or yeah. just we had. That was just us Hell walking yeah. around. So I'd say around that time is when we really started making a name for ourselves. But then we threw our first event in that same semester because I left after that semester. Um, with the Black Student Union at our school, so they they funded a, our first ever concert, and we got to do it in, in the River Falls on, on campus at RF, and they're like, like they have like a stage area, yeah, where they would do like usually just like rock or country concerts, but we threw the first ever hip hop concert there, and okay, we had right. like we did a free event for students or really anyone that wanted to come, but it was obviously just gonna be mostly students, and we had like 250 people show up, and it was really nice, and the school paid for um. This guy named DJ Mondo. I don't okay. know if you ever heard of him. He's like a, he's a basically DJ and just entertainer from Wisconsin. I don't know what city, but he's from Wisconsin and he's always in Milwaukee. He's done like the Summerfest out there and stuff like that. Okay. And he's like DJed for big artists. Like he did like the Playboy Cardi show when he came to Milwaukee. Um, so he headlined our first ever concert, and that was and that was basically like the start of Waterwave like whoa like we could really do this shit cuz we wanted to throw shows as a part of our thing and we had people from Minneapolis coming that that like just heard of us like cuz of following us on Instagram right and this at the time we probably only had like 150 200 followers and we still had people from Minneapolis coming and none of us have i mean one of us a couple of us have lived in Minneapolis but like all of us together have never had a presence in Minneapolis so that's when we knew like like let's take this serious and then we moved to Minneapolis after that i got you and so then when did you quit college um, that same that same semester, I either was like dropping the classes that I was gonna fail already, just because I wasn't putting the time into them anymore. Because, right. well, I guess let me I guess take a little step back. When I when Waterway was becoming really important, well, when you play football, I'm sure like when you play probably any sport, you have like study tables and you have to show up to these twice a week and it lasts for yep. two hours. And there'd be times where like I just didn't want to go because I I redshirted my my second year because I. Uh, wanted to stay home and work for a month yeah or for you know an extra month and a half and i knew i probably wasn't going to play because we had like three senior wide receivers yep so i just redshirted and i came back and then i just still wasn't like i wasn't playing so i didn't have to go to practice or anything i just had to go to study tables 
and it, that just became a burden because I was like, I got schoolwork, I got, uh, I'm trying to do water wave, I don't know, and I got football, like I'm got like I have to like drop one, like I I can't do all these. So eventually, like, I just like told the coach I was like I can't make it to all these study tables or I can't make it to the, like all this everything because I'm doing I have to do a lot of other things for what for the business I'm starting. Right. And he was like. He was like, he's like, you have to come to these things. Like, it's not optional, which is understandable. I was like, all right. So I was like, all right, I think I'm just going to have to, like, let it, let football go then. So then I quit football, and then slowly after that, so it was just school and water wave. And I was just, like, water wave was just really becoming, like, something that, that's all we could think about. We come, Like, we would come home from school, come home from, or go to my friend's house after class and just straight water wave planning, like, whiteboard, sketching ideas, Hell hitting yeah. up, like, f- hitting up artists, following artists, listening to people's albums, listening to singles, like, pushing art, cause and make obviously making music and vlogging. And, and now are you doing local artists at this time, or are you just doing any artists you can push? All Minnesota is basic. I mean, any artist, obviously. And that was from Minnesota. the start. Yeah, okay. Minnesota. Our, our our first thing we ever said was we wanted to make a we wanted to set the music scene for Minnesota. We wanted to help artists grow from Minnesota. That's basically what Waterway was founded on. Right. Doing something like that. So then we that same semester that all this was going on um, was just I either took took a final in a couple classes that I knew I'd passed just in case I ever wanted to go back to school to get that credit for it. But other than that, I just didn't show up for the classes that I just didn't like or just right. didn't do or whatever hell yeah or i knew i wasn't gonna pass because i just wasn't putting the time into it but yeah that's right. kind of when it clicked and then we we all everyone that basically hung out in that house every day we all moved to dinky town minneapolis and that's okay. where i've lived since then now was that was that just because that's where you wanted to go or was that like strategically going we want to be in dinky town because we're young enough we're gonna fit in with that, that crowd and then we can kind of push our product amongst people who are probably going to listen that was exactly what it was we wanted because we were in the age group to where we wanted that we could that we could easily be in a college town and work and it would work right and, and at this time you're not going to school anymore mm-hmm. so i was supposed so- to I, I was i was gonna go to mctc but i like i went to go sign up and i one i just didn't even care about school because i already knew what i wanted to do i was like why do i want to go to school if i know what i want to do right but then i was like i could learn some stuff so so i was going to take like film classes because i do a lot of video work yeah but like they had like they're all full so i just didn't go and then when you don't go for one semester then you're you're not going back for the next one unless you really really need it because it was hard for me to even think about going back exactly okay so then so then you're in a college town not going to college so you now have i've essentially do you set up your schedule to just prime spot like like how do you start trying to 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 grow water wave in in dinky town so we we tried to just become we tried to go as many parties as we could which is a great way to go because none of us are 21 at this time we're like 19 so we can't just go to the bars yet um but we 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 still like we we met i guess we'll, we'll i'll get to that point but i guess for the dinky town answer we became friends with um the hockey team or one okay. of one one of our uh, members of our of Waterwave uh, has always been really good at just meeting new people, and he really likes his. Ho- he's always been good friends with hockey players. So I guess this is a good thing. So we happen to be living right behind the the Gopher hockey team, like okay. like on the opposite side of the alley. So it was coming around spring jam time, and one of our friends, Keese, I don't know if you know who Life of Keese is, but he he came over to our house and was like, "What are you guys doing for spring jam?" Like he he's like a really big club promoter. Yeah. But he used to throw huge parties when he was in college. Okay. So he's like, "What are you guys doing for spring jam?" And we we're just like, "I don't know. We'll probably just see if someone's throwing a party. We haven't heard nothing." He's like, "Why don't you guys throw something?" And we said, and we were like, "I don't know. Like like I guess because we, we, we didn't have a backyard." He's like, "We don't really have a yard for it." And he's like, "Well, 
what about your neighbors? They got a good yard. So we walked over to their neighbors, not the hockey house, but the, our neighbors next to us. And they said, now nah. we asked if they want to throw a party in their backyard for spring jam. We're like, we'll host it. No worries. We just don't want to use your yard. And obviously that was have a good time. Right. And they said, no, nah, we don't want to do it. So we went and asked the hockey boys. We're like, all right, let's just go ask them. And they were like, yeah, we're probably gonna have a little party anyways. Let, let's do it. So we got the okay. And they had a big deck, huge yard, yeah. alleyway, na- apartments next to them. So there's an open spot over there. Like it was perfect. Hell yeah. And and when we, we threw the party with the Hockey Boys, promoted it for, like, two days because this, this was already the week of Spring Jam. Promoted it for, like, two days, and we had over a 1,000 people come to this party. And this was, like, our first ever party we ever threw. Hell, yeah. And and it was crazy because, like, it started off with, like, you know, like, 100, 200 people, like, people yeah. that we expected to come, you know, yeah. or just random college kids. But then you get the people that, that show up that have a lot of followers on Instagram and shit, or, like, the football players start coming and... The basketball players start and then coming, people start following. and then people start posting on their story. They're like, "Oh, this place is lit!" And all of a sudden, we see a group of fifty people coming from there, a group of hundred people coming from there. Everyone was leaving their parties to come to ours because one, it's the hockey oh, boy house, shit. so I'm sure that helped a lot. Right. Two, it was the biggest area, and we had we we had two DJs and speakers like ready to go. Like we were, we just made this happen. Hell yeah! So that was like our huge. That was like our biggest thing we did to grow our brand in Dinky Town. Like we are our, our YouTube shot up, Instagram shot up after that. Like just the reputation, like we put up, we put the band, we have a waterway banner we put out and like we put it on the front of our house and shit, like just so people could drive by and just know like this was going on. Like, so that's, that's how we took the fullest advantage of it while we could before the COVID stuff hit. But I got you. So then, all right. So what, what year is that now? So just so we're on track. Um, so that would have been, that would be, see, 2018, I think. Yeah. Okay. I think that still would have been 2018, maybe 2019. I'm trying to think, because that, that, that would have been my sophomore year of college. I graduated in 2017 in high school. All right, so yeah. You, so, so 2018, 2019. 2019, somewhere around there? Yeah. Okay, so then once you go past Dinky Town, you know, you you shoot up in, in popularity, you, you start getting some traction. Uh, what's your next move? So we still live around Dinky. We live on, like, the Como area. Yeah. But we just, like, it's not, we don't live in, like, a party house or anything still. Like, we're, we're more still set we're more settled than we used to be or at least we, we would love to still party but we don't want to be throwing them at our spot right we'll do them somewhere else so right now we like we would be still trying to throw another spring jam party or a homecoming party or just any type of party really if we could but the covid stuff i just know it's going to get shut down within like an hour probably right, if, right. if we're really going to have something like 500 plus people pull up like yeah it's not gonna be a, and not social distance and all that yeah, yeah. so don't. so like we're we um We've been throwing after the after that first year of dink of living in that dinky town house. We started getting into the clubs, and um, we weren't we weren't twenty one yet. But I mean, when you, if you know the right if you know the right people, like yeah. you know the bouncers or you know the the host or whatever, or even if you're gonna get a table or something like they'll let you in, especially if you're if you're cool. Like we're not some little kids. Like we're grown twenty right, year olds. Right, right, and you're not at, you're not trashing the shit or you're not yeah. starting problems. Yeah, like we're like yeah you know, we're like grown twenty year olds. Like so, this is like twenty nineteen now. We we get in there and um. This was our first step, first foot in the door, and this one night we got to meet a uh, like DJ Cam Bennett. I don't know if you know this or Mr. Organic. Um, lost. This is where I really got to meet Life of Keys, get to know him for real, for real. Um, but that was like our first step in the door of like when he was hosting these parties and like just seeing like oh damn like a lot of people are paying like twenty dollars to get in here or buying drinks for ten dollars or something. Right. So our next step after throwing those parties was to try to start throwing concerts and club events. Okay. So we moved into that scene, and we got connected with uh, Skyway Theater. Okay. I got um, my homie Alex over there, hit me up one day, and he asked me to host a little bar night at the bar that's connected to Skyway. 
and I did it. And then after now, that, what do you mean by host? Like, like, like just like promote it, tell people to go there. Okay. And um, just like be basically be there and just be like, like come party with Waterwave type thing. Like, yeah, come yeah. Have a good okay. night with Waterwave. Okay, gotcha. So we did that. We did that for a night, and then I ended up asking him if we could throw a concert there or whatever. And we got to throw a really nice event there, and basically get to go. I get. To, I got to go record a lot of um, concerts there whenever Skyway would have like a like something not like a major major show yeah but like a semi pretty famous artist and like a couple of the rooms i would always be able to go and record so that was a that was another big next step for us was uh getting into uh venues and clubs when artists would come and just being able to record that like having that connection of uh basically making our youtube channel been making videos on our YouTube channel where anybody will watch them from any state rather than yep. just a Minnesota party, you yep, know? exactly. So that was, that was like, our next step after, take, like, trying to take over the college scene was just trying to take over, like, the city of Minneapolis, downtown, uptown, trying to expand to reach an audience in those areas. Okay. That's, see, okay. Uh, fuck, man. You strategically did this, and, like, this podcast has been just, I don't even know what the fuck. Like, it's been just wilding out. Yeah. And so, like, like I, I was at one point getting a 2% listen in Ireland, and I'm going, how the fuck do I, like, how to market this? I don't yeah. I, I don't even, but I was like, how am I even, like, at 2% in fucking whatever? How do you start judging that kind of, like, statistic? Like, when you're when mm-hmm. you're looking at it and you're breaking it down and you're, and you're finally kind of reaching out, because I'm assuming, uh, was it as easy, the app I use just literally tells me, like, if I break down Minnesota, it'll tell me, like, Every city that's listened to the percentage of like what that is for my Minnesotan mm-hmm. percentage overall. Uh, how do you gauge that, and how do you start attacking like certain things? I'm not trying to pick your mm-hmm. head. I just want to hear like what your idea is. I'll probably just wild out no matter what and just mm-hmm. see where it goes. But how do you do it? So I, another th- I really speaking of just locations and stuff. So if you if we were to like look at our um, hotspots for like who's watching our youtube videos who's following us on instagram whatever yeah it was like minneapolis st paul and then um mankato because that's where i was from and like blaine was another big one mm-hmm. so those, those were my yeah four big yeah so th- sure those were like our big ones and then all and then like you know like edina might started slipping in or minnetonka started slipping in or whatever here or there, there started slipping in the mix but another thing that but using that we we, we did a we basically did like a college homecoming tour um my the basically the last this last year before covid hit that the last beginning of school year last year um we went to we did the u of m homecoming we did mankato's homecoming we were like we would just go to their party and just yeah. vlog and just vlog and okay. just tell people subscribe if you want to like they'd be like oh you're vlogging because i mean when people are drunk having a good time they, they want to be on they camera they want to be on camera oh yeah and they and they're really open to meeting new people and they're really open to like oh you guys do this like oh let me tap in like oh let me follow you on there then so that was that was how we really we took the the numbers of where people are at. Also, with the reason why we moved to Minneapolis, because we had while we were still in college in River Falls, we had more followers in Minneapolis than River Falls than people at our college, and we'd never even really been out there. Right. So that's how we knew like there's just way more of a music scene out there. So that's that's why we moved out there. Yeah. I got you. Okay. All right. So, so when do you start marketing like material? Like stickers and mm-hmm. and and kind of like how are you presenting yourself to people who 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 are who 
it's it's weird. It's weird even asking people to try to, to come on the show, right? Because like, I don't want to be a, a person who's like, hey, man, only do my podcast uh, popularity or, or trying to push my podcast no matter what. How do you approach people and, like, at this point start kind of like – is it more or less the st- like? Is a sticker thing and a, a good idea because it's an easy thing to grab. It's kind of a cool thing if you have a cool logo. Like, mm-hmm. how are you? How are you attaching Water Wave to people? Like, I guess is my question. So, we to to really get Water Wave into a lot of people's like, let's say a household name. Like, obviously yeah. we're not a household name yet, but like just to use that as a term. Exactly. We would love. I would really like. I just really want to do interviews with people from different cities because then they're going to tell their friends their friends are going to be like oh no way you got interviewed like what like like that's not a like you, you got interviewed by a guy that interviews artists like right like what so that was like a big step but merchandise um we waited a while until we really tried to push merchandise yeah because we offer a service that you don't have to pay for at all like you, exactly. you, it's free to follow us on instagram it's free to subscribe on youtube and it's free to just watch our stuff and do nothing. Like so, we really waited a while until we thought that we had a hardcore fan base that really wanted to support us on that next level. Right. And that's when we came out with our first drop, which was um, sweatshirts and beanies. It was in the winter of last January. Do um, it right when it's cold. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's so a good that, fucking idea. Yeah. So we did it then, and then we just recently did a bunch of T-shirts, and just because like we had a lot of people asking about for more merch, more merch, more merch. So like, I don't. Like, I, I don't really like to just, like, try to throw merch down people's throats. Exactly. But if I can offer, like, if we can get a good deal on it or, like, offer, like, merch to our biggest supporters. Because that's really, like, not everybody's going to buy merch. If you, like, we have 4,000, almost, like, we have 4,500 followers on Instagram. But we've only sold, like, we've, we've, we haven't sold nowhere near that exactly. much shirts. Right. You know what I mean? Because you have to have hardcore people that yeah. actually want to give money, not just time. Yeah, not just time. And, right. And just watching what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like. It's hard. Stickers are really easy, though. Stick like stickers, like ev- like everyone's gonna take a sticker. I don't think I've ever said no to someone giving me a sticker, unless it was like, some like something I don't I don't even know. I don't think I ever have said no to someone right, giving right. me a sticker. That and business cards is a really good way. You just go to the club. It's it's loud as fuck. You can't talk. You can't um hear anything anyone's saying. Uh, you just give them a business card, and then if they're they got to put it in their wallet, maybe they're sober in the morning. Like, what is this? <laughs> they look it up on Instagram or YouTube, whatever the business card says. Right. And that's another way to grow it. Or if you uh, like the business card thing is you just walk with the camera in the club, you take a picture of somebody. They're like, oh, like send that to me. You just give them the business card and you got a new fan just like that. I got you. We did that a lot too. So that's that's how we kind of materialized it. Yeah. Was there anybody you idolized after business? I mean, like I know like a lot of people like follow Gary Vee and, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's always something that kind of kind of perks your interest. Like obviously mine is like Joe Rogan. Like I don't know if this podcast even simulates anything I was close to him. him on the way here. But it's 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 it was such an influence and like just podcasting then hit where like as soon as I found the people I like, boom, like it was like all right, like you know, how the fuck can I do this? Was there anybody you you idolized or or had like an idea of that you wanted to be like? Mhm. So um, I did. I did watch a lot of Gary Vee, but I wouldn't say I would want to be like Gary Vee. Right, we're right. in a completely different industry. Yeah. But I, I, I really looked at um like Adam Twenty Two from No Jumper. Okay. Um, because he basically does what I do. He like I don't. Do you know what No Jumper is? Have you? <laughs> dude, dude. Okay. First off, let me let me ask you. Did you get a fucking water wave sticker on No Jumper? No Jumper. Yeah. Dude. All right. So no jumper yes is the uh, podcast that uh, has been getting thoughts to just just yeah. talk yeah you know he, he he canceled that uh, series though I bet you because it was just because it was just too much yeah it, I bet you the the hassle of it is yeah. fucking crazy I gotcha mm-hmm. so no jumper 
Adam twenty two at him, and then his brand was like kind of what what I thought we could because no jumper was basically in just L A. Like like he would obviously get big names to come in and do interviews with him, but like yeah. he was putting on like L A. rappers, like people that lived out there that were underground that he was physically seeing make a little bit of noise yeah so yeah. i was like let me just do that in minnesota like there's no way he's ever gonna like invite an underground minnesota artist on his show okay or an underground wisconsin artist or north dakota south dakota right. iowa artist like let me be that for but you this. can yeah, yeah but i sure. can because i'm because i can pay attention to it more so him and um i don't know if you pay attention to gaming at all but um hex or hector rodriguez he was he's the founder of optic gaming okay um which is like the bit like the biggest call of duty like name ever like of, of an organization but now he he's like a but now he uh he owns a different organization team called the chicago huntsman that plays in the in the call of duty league but he was a really big influence to me because of the way that he constructed his gaming organization and the way that he now um basically just orchestrates content for the team okay, on youtube yeah. so i like his business model and i like adam 22's like structure to his what he did for his business and how he's helped out artists. Those, yeah. those are my two biggest people I've looked up to, and I've luckily got to interview both of them. No shit. Yeah, I got to interview Adam. I don't know if you've seen that one, but I interviewed Adam Twenty Two like a little over a year ago, oh, or fuck. actually maybe not even maybe eh, it might be almost exactly a year. I he came to Minneapolis for a kendama contest, and um, me my me and my friends just watched his stories to figure. Or we looked where the kendama contest was gonna be, so we yeah. went we went to the first day of it and seeing him there. And I was I literally couldn't even like speak. I was so, I was like shaking because like yeah. like it's literally like if you're a, if you're a little kid and you love LeBron James, like that's my LeBron James. Right, basically. right. Like so I was like shaking going up to him, and eventually, I I I walked up to him and I was just like, Yo, what's up? And like he was kind of seemed like he was, like didn't want to talk to me at all. But uh, I guess a little bit of a backstory. My friend Calvino, he he that makes music i was in one of his music videos when i had red beads in my hair when i had long hair okay, yeah and we sent it to adam on, on his live stream and he watched it right and he like roasted me because i have really thin hair that's why i shaved my head but like he roasted me he was like this is not it like you're like you have way too thin of hair for this he just <laughs> roasted me so i went up to him that day at the kadama contest and i was just like yo what's up like how you like like i and at first i was just introducing myself like oh i do this thing called Waterwave tv it's really similar to no jumper but it's like mainly just minnesota artists and then he's like oh that's cool like just kind of blowing me off and i was like uh do you remember when you watched that music video and that dude had the red beads like that white dude that had the red beads like they were really thin he was like yeah and i was like that was me and then he kind of looked and he was like kind of actually looked at me and he's like no way i was like yeah that was me he's like that's funny as hell whatever and then he went out and like smoked smoked a joint or some shit came back in we were still in the in the venue and we hit him up again one more time before we left. And we're like, yo, can we get a picture? So we got the, we got a picture or whatever, and then we left. But it was a whole weekend event, so I was like, all right, we got the first introduction out the way. Let's come right. back either tomorrow or Sunday, and we'll, let's try to get the interview. Oh, yeah. So we came back on Sunday, and this was outside of Varsity Theater now. And I walked up to him, and I was like, I asked him like right at the end of the towards the end of the contest, and I was like, "Yo, would you want to do an interview after this?" And he was like, "He's like, ah, I don't know, we gotta go get some food or something." Like, cause he remembered me from Friday, so like, he, I didn't really have to reintroduce myself like that. Right. So he whatever I he he left the venue like right when this right when it ended, and he walked down like to get a sandwich or some shit, and came and he came back, and I was still sitting there, and I was like, "Yo, you still you free to do it now?" Cause like he he finished what he told me he had to do. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, I think the I think the event's still going on. I gotta go back in." But I knew it was done, so I was just kind of watching. I was like, "Damn, like I know it's done, so let's see what he does." So he like walked in and then walked right back out because he realized it was done. It was just hanging out with him and like his five friends. He probably came to Minneapolis with. Yeah. And then I just walked past him. Kind, of, I, I was like, 
uh, well, actually, the reason why I, I walked past him to go back into the venue because they had free water in there and I wanted another bottle of water. And as I was walking past him to go back in the venue, he goes, yo, bro, you still want to do that interview? And I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, come on. Holy so then shit. so then me and him went to like the little alley on the side of Varsity Theater and everybody that was, was either in the contest or watching the contest, like gathered around and watched me interview him. And I was so nervous. Like I was like, sh- like shaking. I forgot all the questions I was ready to ask. Yeah, like, yeah. like it was just immediate shut off. And I was just, it was the most basic four and a half minute questionnaire you could probably ever have. But I, but I did it and that right. made us like go crazy. Like people... People were like, oh, wow, like Adam-22 is actually rocking with him. And then how that ties into me getting the sticker on his show is um, uh, he he was always asking about this V-Loan shirt, this Nav V-Loan shirt. And I happened to buy a couple of them when they dropped. So I DM'd him like, yo, I have one. If you want if you want one, I'll send you one. Oh, that's a fucking... So he sent me... He, he's like, he's like, no, he's like, no way you want some money for it. And I was like, nah, I, I, I was like, uh, I was like, nah, you can just keep it as a gift if you want. But I was like, if you really want to pay me, you can. And he's like, if you come through, he's like, if you come through, I'll cash out or some shit. But then I, I also sent him like five stickers, like f- four water wave shirts. Pro, like, yeah, like I wasn't, ass, I wasn't huh? just yeah. going to just send him a nav shirt and right. that's it. Like, boom, you can have it. Like I had, I sent him two stickers and I wrote a little note. I was like, yo, by the way, I was the guy that interviewed you in Minneapolis. So on his show, he's like, he said, he's like, he, when he got the package, he DM me. He's like, yo, thank you. I'm going to shut you out on the podcast tonight. Cause he happened to get the same day oh, that they fine. do their live streams. So he wore it on the he wore the shirt on the podcast and then he not my shirt but the Velo shirt yeah. brought the stickers on and was like by the way shout out Waterwave TV from uh, Minneapolis he interviewed me when I was out there and I was like I was just like no fucking way like when I seen him pulling out the stickers off the table like from his back pocket or behind the table or whatever yeah I was like I was so mind blown I was like there's no way this dude is really about to put my logo on on the screen That's and I was just like because I because I took a screenshot of it obviously and like I could. I want to make T-shirts with that shit. I feel like fuck it's, yeah, man, it's like that's actually badass as fuck. Because yeah. the the chain link fence in the back, I seen that mm-hmm. and I was like, that's no jumper. Yeah, I was like, no fucking way. That's fucking badass, man. That tell me how excited are you when that shit happens? I like, was so happy because he told me he was gonna shout me out, and like I was waiting for because his co-host, a little house phone, he um he always talks about clothes and like if Adam's wearing something cool, he'd be like, oh damn, you got some drip on or some shit. Yeah, but he like. They started talking about it kind of right when it started, like a little bit, like about the shirt. But then, like, like his other co-host got him off topic. Yeah. And then he came back to it later, right? Like, Hell yeah. like thirty minutes into it, and he little house phone said something about like, "Where'd you get that Velo shirt?" By the way, Adam was like flexing it, and he was like, "Actually, I, he's like, I got it from this guy from." And then he said what I said earlier with from Minneapolis, blah blah blah. And then they just talked about Waterway for like two minutes because he was like, "So what is it? Is it like a reselling show store? <laughs> Does he sell drip or something?" Right. Which I don't at all. Like, I mean, like I might a few pieces but that's not my steez at all i don't sell, resell clothes right but but yeah, i was so shook but because I, I knew it was gonna happen but then when he i didn't think he was gonna bring the, the stickers out hell yeah yeah and then to actually present the logo it's like oh mm-hmm. fuck people are gonna see this yeah and then two days later he wore the water wave shirt i sent him on his um instagram story of him hitting a kandama trick he was wearing the water wave tv shirt like the exact same shirt i have on right now hell yeah man that's fucking awesome mm-hmm. is is that your is that your like your not fanboy out, but like, is that your like kind of like glee moment where you're like, ee? like I sit back and yeah. there's a couple of things like, you know, I got to do my favorite artist and he's not even a big uh, artist. He's just my favorite artist for a band. And uh, I literally like woke up the next morning, started smiling because I was like, fuck yeah, man. Like what kind of life is it that you actually get to, to talk to the person that you like, like to listen to the most or, mm-hmm. or something along those lines. 
Was that your moment? Yeah. No, the, what meeting him was that was definitely that moment. And then every interaction after that has still felt like like no way. Like this is so dope. But now I feel like I feel like he kind of has like some respect for like for me and my business now at least like a little bit more yeah. than he did before. To where like like he he's not gonna treat me like like I'm some random person if we happen to like bump into each other or if I happen to like hit him up because I need like I'm in t- like maybe if I'm in town like and he happens to be at like at his at his podcast spot and i hit him up and was like yo you there like i'm trying to pull up and say what's up or something like i feel like there's probably a way there's a way better chance now that he would be like yeah sure pull up be dope to see you or some shit versus wait versus before this hell yeah so that that's that's kind of that's kind of how i like i definitely get those butterflies still like next time i see him in person i'm definitely gonna be like yo this is still surreal like what the fuck is this like oh yeah like it's gonna be crazy still, but yeah. See, I've had to drink on all the podcasts now because I, I told you I did the podcast with Ashley from ninety three X, and I start off the question with like things I already know, and I'm like, and like the, I think the first question is, so how have you been? Mm-hmm. But I'm so nervous because it's like, oh fuck, like I'm actually interviewing somebody, and like I, mm-hmm. I I think I told you in the beginning, I'm I never meant this to be an interview show, so how do you start calming the nerves to try to be a better interviewer? Um, just honestly, just practice. It's really just repetition, cause I, when I was I I was doing like a podcast a day almost, or an interview a day, or like every other day for a while. So you're, you're flexing, you're working the muscle. Yeah, like I was doing it for a while, and, and a lot of it, like since I'm, I was way more of an interviewer than a podcaster, so I kind of just had a lot of pre-ready questions where I was just gonna a- ask that next, no matter what, unless okay. obviously I had something to rebuttal. Yeah. But yeah, just repetition, just like everything, you just gotta do everything a lot to get used to it, and just. Honestly, just don't be afraid to say something because the person that you're, the person that's the guest on the show is probably way more nervous than, than the host, than you, the host of the show is. Like when you when you think about it, like if you can put yourself into their shoes, they're like, they're the ones that are like, oh no, what is he gonna ask me next? Right. When you when you have full control of whatever the fuck you want to say, like. I suppose, and I always lose that because it's like I'm the one who has to come up with, with the qu- creative content, so I'm mm-hmm. always the one who's nervous, and and especially when it comes to people who have either who have either done the interview before or or who who are used to speaking on these kinds of things and it's always like i just don't want to come off as the basic guy you know mm-hmm. where it's like i i just kind of need i i you know the reason i started it is because you think you're creative and then it's like well how can you be creative and get get a following and that's that's really the the fucking trick mm-hmm. do you think that it helps that you have a team to, to be able to help kind of bounce ideas off of or or kind of tell you like hey man you know this is a little this is a little out there or or can I kind of you, you know you said don't be afraid to ask have you hit backlash for being a white guy from Mankato trying to you know no offense we're both yeah. we're both fucking bald headed fucking you know du- white dudes with beards is there anybody who kind of blows you off and is like what the fuck man um I, I dig a little bit of it, like, when I first, uh, not really even first, when we were first out there, there was just, like, a couple dudes that, that just, like, would say some shit, like, one, they were just a little drunk at the bar or whatever, Yeah. but they would just, like, be mad, like, they, they didn't say this directly to me, like, nobody's ever said anything directly to me, which is kind of funny, I've had, I've had a few groups or people, like, like, say, like, hate on me or whatever, or talk down on me to, like, other people, and those people will come to me, like, like, why are they saying this about you? Because everyone know, like, I've never said anything bad about anybody. Like, I'm a really just nice person. If anyone has a problem with me, I just don't talk to them. Like, that's, right. just, that's what I do. But no, there was, like, one guy that, like, came up to one of my, one of the artists that I manage and work with a lot and just said, like, 
why are you letting this random white boy manage your career? Like he's doing nut. Like you, like you guys are going nowhere. Like this, his movement's stupid as hell. Like shit, like that. Like, do you manage uh, uh, people? Or yeah, do you manage yeah, uh, talent? Yeah, I'm technically like a manager for a few artists. I don't have like anything like written in paper, but it's more of just like I have this platform. You guys are really talented, and like let's let's run it up together. Yeah. But like at some point, we'll work out some deals once we get more like certified and we I can actually offer them more but right right but yeah I do manage like some artists so that's really like but the hate wise that's really the only thing or people just people hating on me to other people to really just try to like make them sound better like they'll be like there was like another group I'm not going to name the name of the group but they but they were just like telling a lot of artists like oh don't work with them they're just clout chasers or like they're they're not actually out here or they they just come up with some random shit to say yeah and, and then the, like those artists or people that they'll, they're telling them to will like tell that to me they'll be like They'll be like, you know, they're saying this about you, right? And I was like, really? Like, I've never said anything bad about them ever. Like, I've literally only, only hung out with them and had good interactions with them face to face. Yeah. Well, and, and and that's the thing too. Yeah. It, it, let me ask you this: When is it? Uh, do you? So the thing I've kind of joked about is when people come up to me and they try to tell me about the podcast, but it's a a, it's a segment that's like two minutes into the podcast. And it's it's a it sure it's an interaction about the show. It's two minutes in, and I'm not, you know, I don't forget. I know exactly where you're talking about. I know how far you would have had to have listened to get into it. And it's like I appreciate even putting the two minutes on. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody, or not anybody? Is there anything that kind of like where it's like fake a- approval of you, where yep. you're kind of like where you're kind of like, hey, thanks, but I guess no, like. Uh- Oh yeah, most most of the people that would say this that that I would see and and support why okay I, I shouldn't say most because I feel like it has gotten a lot better yeah since like but there was definitely there's definitely a lot of people that don't watch a single YouTube video I upload or don't even like a single Instagram picture I post whether it's because they just swipe through Instagram and they don't really look at it or they don't be on it or if they really just be seeing like see it and just don't like it because they're like. Oh, I'm like fuck them or fuck it, fuck that. But then like you see them at like the club or the bar or in person, they're like, "Yo, your movement's so cool!" Like, but uh, your movement's so cool. I I fuck with it a lot. But then I'm like, I've never seen you comment on my Instagram post. I've never seen you repost my YouTube video. I've never seen you comment on a YouTube video. Yeah. I don't even know if you're subscribed to my YouTube channel because I've never even seen you like. You've never told me you've liked one of my videos. I've uploaded over a hundred videos. Like, like you yeah. would think that. If you fuck with what I'm doing, you really like it. Like you would have think you would have like told me like, hey, you gotta keep it up at least one time. Like, right. But like, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of people that I've never ever heard like, ever seen on my social on social media giving me support that'll tell me that oh I really like it because like, if you really really if you really like it like you should tell tell more people about it, express it to more people because right because if you like that's just what you're supposed to do and if people if people repost my stuff show me love i show love back to them too because that's just full circle that's what you hell yeah. Do. yeah i joked with my girlfriend i said i got a little drunk and like that's kind of how i start dming people because you got to build up some kind of courage to be able to be like hey yeah. do you want to come on the show blah blah you know i just feel douchey ass done that a lot right you get a little drunk and you start dming people that you think that wouldn't reply and all of a sudden they just reply like Dude, in two minutes you're like what the fuck that's the that's entirely covid for me mm-hmm. um and that's you know i and so, so when I messaged, dude, I followed for I think about a couple months now, and, and I, you're exactly right. Like I almost feel bad, kind of being like I have been the guy who's only been on the Instagram, but I'm watching the videos and like I got into like a Fox Nine. Uh, so anytime you put a guitar 
with a good beat, I'm into it. Like mm-hmm. I, I was fucking sold. Like that's the one that really started really get me into your page, where it was like, okay, like who the fuck else is playing on here? Mm-hmm. And uh, do you know the guy I'm talking about? Fox Nine. Yeah, Fox he, Nine. Yeah, he was a uh, Reaper uh, Fox. He goes by also. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's that's what it is. Um, I saw him on one of your videos of the week. Okay. And uh, that's where I started kind of being like, okay, like, what the hell is this? Like, I'll start watching this more. Like, I, I you know, I, I'm all about, and I asked him to be on the podcast, and I don't know what happened. Shout out to him. Hope you come back on. Uh, you know, hit me back up. I'm still waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh. I'll let him know. Him. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, he seems busy. I, I, yeah. I, so I I'll still follow sure, him. I'll make sure that he, that he, that he's just busy and not just being lazy. Oh, no, I got you. Um. No, no, I'm sorry, laughing. I, I, his uh, his Instagram is crazy. Uh, all right, so I, I watched the videos. I kind of scrolled through. It was when you started saying, like, hey, like, where can I help Minneapolis? Mm-hmm. Where, Because I've kind of came out and said, like, if you want to come here and podcast, I, I'll fucking leave if it's me. Like, if you want to edit or I'll help you edit, I'll show you how to work this. I've, I've said, like, come start this because there is something where – Minneapolis could be a great spot for a bar stool if you wanted to be mm-hmm. able to get into that kind of crowd or if you wanted to start something there isn't anything besides uh uh terrestrial like satellite and like actual antenna radio that like is big in Minnesota you know like I, like nationally yeah. you know like I don't really know too many so it's like where can we start? And, and kind of like you like that's kind of why I I started getting into it it's like this is a small Minnesota place you're 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 taking Minnesota talent and seeing where you can go. Mm-hmm. Have you guys thought about doing any kind of like other music, or are you just staying with like, uh, would you say rap, hip hop? Uh, what kind of genre do you, or is there any mm-hmm. anything? I'd say the I, I just say I, I'm really open to working with any music artist. I'm open to interviewing any music artist. I'm okay. open to putting on a show where I could have a mixture of types of music, but the reality of it is that. 90 if not 95 percent of the people that are making music nowadays that are like want just like taking the effort to re- want to record something you know find a beat record on it yeah is rap pop hip-hop is it what easier it is because you can almost get a beat going on your phone yeah basically you just look for a beat and you can freestyle over it and yeah. you made a rap song like that, that's that's the reality of it is that there's way more people that are doing that versus like someone that's trying to go to the studio with their guitar and record their guitar sounds right. and then record their vocals like and see what and, then, and, and, is, oh. and like putting themselves out like yeah. like most of the people that are like on Instagram I feel like or at least that have wanted to come to me is all just been rap hip hop like exactly. I've had like some singers like people that don't make rap music at all like yeah. I, I don't even know what genre like to to even say but people that just be singing or just be making just like different vibe type music like that's yeah. not rap like I would not call rap like we we work with a lot of artists like that but I would love to do more like country like type music because I just feel like there's got to be a crowd for that too right right Minneapolis has a huge rock scene and I mean yeah. and, you know uh, Firefight is a great one to start with because dude like I you know I'm one of those people who it doesn't matter what your name is I'm gonna listen and you know, but you got about ten seconds and then I'm done and uh, Firefight's been a great one for me. Um, but Minneapolis has always had a great rock scene and, and I was going to ask if that has ever popped up or is that kind of one of those things that crossing that genre wouldn't really mix well with, with the following you already have, because Mm -hmm. not to say you can't, I'm dude, I'm just a fucking jukebox. I'll play almost anything, you know, anything from the sixties all the way to now. And like I said, you know, uh, people who know who Tom Waits is, who will never understand, uh, uh, fox 
Uh, was it Rich Fox? Repo Fox. Repo Fox. Sorry, I know I'm terrible. Fox Nine is his other. He has like those are like his two names. He yeah. Goes by. I think Repo Fox is like his actual rap name though. I got you. I got you. Uh, you know they'll they'll never cross, but it's like I- I'll fucking cross because I'm that person who like I'll if whatever I'm vibing on, that's the kind of music I want. Do you do you find yourself doing that or now because because you work so much in rap, are you listening to more of it because? That's part of your your now business. Mm-hmm. Well, because I'd say that another main reason why I've been doing rap, mainly rap music, because I, I listen to mainly rap music. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. really listen to rock or country or anything okay. like that. So it was kind of hard. It's hard for me to even judge what's good right. and, and, like, what I like because I just don't even like it. But I definitely am not trying to avoid it. Yeah, and I don't sure. – and let's say if I, if I got an opportunity to go to, like, a rock concert – for like a famous rock band or maybe the most popular Minnesota rock band, let's say, and that's performing, and yeah. I know it's gonna be like a good show. Like mm-hmm. I would definitely go to make that content. Right like on. I'm not scared to like to do that. Like I make I make a video about anything. Like right. literally last night I made a video about uh, this crazy man that's been going around Minneapolis taking weird videos and just doing a lot of weird <laughs> shit just to like inform people. And it's done and, yeah. it's, and it just it's done way more views than the last five of my rap rapper vlogs or interviews Hell yeah. type videos like i'm not scared to just make any type of video right especially if it's music to music to music but yeah because I, I think we've kind of built a reputation up enough to where whatever content we post it's like you're following water wave because you know that yeah you any, know it's anything's, quality like, content. anything's coming and and music is music at that point i think i got you what's uh i'm trying to figure out how to ask this where do you want to get to you know what's mm-hmm. the, what's the plan going forward? I mean, uh, kind of explain where you're at now, and 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 you know, like where where's your goal to be? Like, yeah, I'm satisfied. This is this is what it is. Uh, so I'd say right now we're basically just like a so a social media entity that has a good fan base and a lot and there's a lot of people know what we do, which yeah. is just make make content, make make YouTube videos, try to help Minnesota music spread news about what's going on in Minneapolis kind of a deal. But there's also a lot of people that have heard of Waterway, follow Waterway, that have no clue what the fuck we do. So I'd really like to be able to get more people to know what we do. Okay. But moving forward to be for how I see what Waterway, what I, what I really want in, let's say, the next five to ten years, uh, we're, right now we're working on opening up a studio and storefront where we're going to sell merchandise in the store and and have a recording studio where artists can come and you know pay hourly for for our service and be able to work directly with Waterwave members, right? And also have a production room to be able to do podcasts like this, like a room around this size to be able to actually set up and do a really put together podcast like No Jumper, yeah, like in the news set in a news segment. So I'd say that's like the next like two years of us. Like that's that's like kind of what we want to be building up and be really well known for Minneapolis is having that area yeah, where any sure. artist that comes any artist that comes to Minneapolis for a concert like any famous artist let's, like that's obviously not like Drake famous but like someone that's coming to get paid for a show like, yeah they yeah. know to, they 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 know to like stop by the Waterwave store to 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 say what's up maybe you know if we're if we're selling pop or something they're like some exotic pop or you know some whatever they they pick up their thing they do their quick little interview. They, they they take a photo in front of right. the banner like that's like we really want to build like that routine or that kind of mentality men, yeah of min, that waterwave tv is is the the place to stop when you come right. to minneapolis for a show like you got to stop there right yeah. and not just for clout because it's a good hang mm-hmm. it, yeah, yeah yeah and it's just it's like 
if we're and we want to be professional enough where those artists are w- w- uh, willing to want to come there like and, and spend time spend an hour there before their show after the show to do the interview and just have a good time and like like just build that up to where like his manager tells his manager that because like they're under the same label now now these seven artists know when they come here for their tour they're going to come by do their interview and it's going to be professional yeah that's where we want to get to and i would also love to be able to um i will I'm 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 trying to build up our gaming organization. Okay. So Waterwave Gaming is going to be a thing. It already is a thing. We competed at a Fortnite tournament last year at like Mystic Lake. Okay. That was like the first thing we did. But I really want to have a. I really want to like sign like Twitch streamers or YouTubers to make montages or to stream under Waterwave Gaming. Yeah. To whatever extent that I can do that fully and have like a couple competitive teams in different games to where they're competing under Waterwave Gaming. I got you. And if we can like you know like get to the point where we can fund them, pay for their tournaments, and then so that they are, at, like, actually bought in where I'm not just, hey, here's my name. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like, actually build up an organization or at least have, you know, one or two guys that can pioneer the gaming aspect. Like, if I could pay a couple, like, pretty up streamers of guys that are pretty popular to become, to join Waterwave Gaming, yeah. you know, and just build that up, that's another thing I would love to do in the next five years for sure. If you're ever looking for, like, a random, like, Madden fantasy like how the fuck can you just make these crazy teams and then move on to the next one and make it crazier i'm your guy okay i'll fucking twitch for free okay just give me a couple more stickers and that's all (laughs) i'll put them on bench stickers and fucking over on stop signs i mean i'll just kind of yeah we're always looking to expand too like even just more people to be able to do shows like this and stuff yeah man and even um i'd really i'd really love well this is already kind of going but waterwave sports yeah where i want either me personally or more cameramen to be able to document a lot of high school sports okay like high school football basketball baseball soccer anything that 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 there's like maybe you know like a good recruit playing in or something or a good team playing um so i want to do that as well as have like a sports podcast and like a you know like either either just talking about sports over the weekend or like a, a a sports book type of show like okay where if i have like a few friends like i have a few friends that are really really into sports from high school and that are both in college and i could definitely like they, they would love to be able to just come into a studio and yeah. do a show twice a week or something like, right like that'd be that's probably a sound would sound so fun to them so once i can do that that'll I for like sure be that'll this. for sure be one of the things that we do on once we get our once we get our store or yeah. our, you know our our space to be able to do this yeah. instead of it just doing everything out of the house that's Dude, you're you're fucking hitting right on the nails, man. I mean, like, there's a, there's a spot for it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, okay, let me ask you this: uh, radio uh, is the biggest sports market for Minneapolis uh, for sports talk radio. Would you go more towards kind of a K fan idea or like a bar stool? It'd probably be almost like a bar stool. Or like I feel a like you Pat have to Mc- wild Pat out. McAfee, Pat McAfee, for sure. It basically, wait, well, we would probably just be. Um, live streaming on YouTube or a pre-recorded episode on YouTube would yeah. basically how we'd start and then try to upload it on all platforms if it's just like if it's if it's just like talking about the sports or like betting because like it's kind of weird because you can't really like a sports podcast it's like it's cool if you're watching it right now but yeah. like like it doesn't them talking about later. week one of the NFL no one's really going to care after week two what the fuck right. they talk about week one right so it's like that was mainly just going to be for live I don't know if you can like how you could really get on a radio like let's say like Sirius XM or like iHeartRadio like you probably need to like 
have some type of contract with them or get signed to them maybe right. like to get a channel like that'd probably be like a step in the way future yeah but i'd say just building it up on youtube as a live streamed like sports talk event or something like that or like predictions type of deal yeah i get yeah. you fucking right man that's mm-hmm. and, and it's exciting to see like other people want to try things like um i know like uh i've talked to a buddy about the same thing about wh- where do you want to take your sports podcast and, and and it became actual kind of like a a problem where like you know i i was like hey man i don't i don't know and and i voiced my opinion i don't know if that was necessarily the, the greatest thing how many times do people try to openly tell you like what you what you're doing is wrong or like what you're doing is uh you know, not, not what they think would be cool. You know, I've, I found myself, like I said, doing the same thing where it's like, I've said like, Hey, I don't know if that's a great idea. And it's like, I probably shouldn't even fucking say that, you know? Um, it happened a lot. Like within like the first year of water wave, I'd say. Okay. Like people were just like, a lot of people were just saying like, that shit's so stupid. Like you're dumb. Like people that, that I don't, that I'm not friends with anyways. Like people that I wouldn't even take their opinion into consideration. Like anybody that says, that says, anything bad about water wave like i'm just immediate like all right like you're well when i when i'm fucking up like don't ask me for anything like like what when a- this really pays off like don't ask me for anything but recently nobody's really been saying that because like it's actually working now like people, right. the people that were doubting at the beginning are definitely just like damn like like he actually he never quit because if you never quit you never fail right exactly yeah that's where it's kind of like the podcast thing where it's like you just got to go what are the favorite like backhand comments you get you know what I'm talking about? Like, like if you need an example, like my favorite's like, I didn't know you would get somebody like that. Mm. Where it's like, what do you mean? Like to me, that's like, oh, like you're 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 doubting me as an interviewer to be able to be able to like, can you ask a quality interview or a quality guest? Can you ask them quality questions? And to mm. me, I love that because the next time I think about that, I'm going into my like, how do I how do I how do I manage this next guest? How do I how do I prepare how do i prep and i have that in my back of my head going i like that people are like surprised i can get this kind of guest on the show yeah i don't know my backhand comp i don't even know oh, they're there for me i love them i love them because it makes me think like i feel like pe- there's just a lot of like support like, pe- like we do we do get a lot of support but it's like there's definitely just a lot of doubters mm-hmm. people will just be like or people will be like, oh, how would you do that? Like, I don't know what's more of like that. Or how did, like, yep. it's more of just like, how how do you, or how did you get a pass for that? Or how did you get yes. back, like, I'll be like backstage at a concert with like an artist and they'll be like, how would you do that? Or some shit. And be like, do you not know what the fuck I do? Like, right. what do I do? But like, but like, I don't get, I don't really get too much like bad comments anymore. Maybe people just, one, this one time, like, apparently like this guy asked me to do an interview, right? This was like a, like a year ago. Yeah. And I and i was just kind of i was like yeah we'll do it like whenever like because this is before like i didn't even have like a set like a setup like how you we just walked in sat down it was ready to go yeah like mo- like almost every single time i do an interview i have to like set it up before the guy comes okay like because i've just never we've just, I've just never really had this place like, we had it for like a few months one time but so like i was like all right well, like when i get when i get my setup ready like we'll do it because i didn't want to just do shitty interviews right right and he ended up hitting me up one day like just with like a long ass paragraph like he's like uh you never like you took way too long to interview me. You're never gonna get an interview out of me. Like fuck, you had your chance. Fuck you. Like, and I just didn't even reply, and I just like left it at that. So like that was really like the only time someone ever like was like mad about it. Yeah. And he's literally like the only one. So it's like like how stupid you sound. Like it's not like anyone else is like you wasted my time. Like right. I'm waiting on you. Like right. Like so, you don't get like this is this is something you have to learn. Like there's gonna be mm-hmm. mess ups. There's gonna be things that don't go well. Recordings don't hit. You yeah. know doesn't sound as good has there anybody who you found that doesn't want to work with you that like event like 
starts it, but then almost like doesn't want to. Like, uh, I was supposed to go on a podcast, and uh, the dude, like, the the thing that bugs me is like, I'm I'm we're supposed to be kind of working with each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Go on your show, I'll go on mine. You know, hey, perfect. We we figured it out. And then the things that bother me is like, you don't need to ever text me like, hey, we'll get you a bunch of followers. Sorry if we have to move it. I don't want to hear that. Like yeah. that that kind of shit bothers me because it's like, sure, like we're trying to collab on a show. Like that works. Like that's the idea is to kind of grow a little bit. But don't openly tell me like, hey, we'll do this for you and you'll get a whole bunch of this. It's like that almost turns me off. And, and it ended up never happening. And I kind of just said like, you know, it's just unprofessional to keep backing out and then never say something, you know? Mm-hmm. Where, like, have you ever had something kind of, you set it up, but it doesn't follow through, but, like, there's a mutual level where, like, sometimes that just doesn't happen, but, like, has there anything ever, that's ever scorned you where it's been kind of like, you know, I, I, I'm trying to put my hand out there, like, this is kind of a work-together thing, and somebody's kind of using you, or, or you just, you know, you get the bad vibe where you're like, I'm fucking done. You know, where it's like, this is, this is kind of like, wh- why do you got to act like that? Yeah, I feel like I've had some issues where people will say, like, they want to get some work in, or they want to do this, they want to do that, and then, like, and then they'll be like, yeah, like, or, like, it's just something as simple as, like, yeah, come over later tonight, and we'll shoot this, we'll do this, or something, and then, like, they just ghost me the rest of the night, and then, like, yeah. I text them, like, the next day or two days later, and I'm just like, you know, what's up? Like, like, like you still trying to do this video, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, like, we'll get it done, like, don't worry, like, that kind of makes me mad because I was like, I was like, I, it's like I'm especially unless like they're paying like if especially I'm gonna do it for free like if I'm going there to like do do something because I think it could benefit like me doing this video right. to help me and it's also giving you a free free service right or like, or, or kinda, a promotion to, yeah. to your anything yeah yeah it kind of it kind of makes me mad because I was like I don't like I hate getting my time wasted like if I'm supposed to do something with somebody and then they can't like they just ghost me or like cancel last minute like I'm like if you if you cancel like if we have something set up for like 5 p.m. and you tell me like at 10 a.m. or some shit like hey I'm, we can't do it today I have something going on like that's completely fine like i'm not gonna yeah. think anything bad but it, when it's just like they just blow you off a couple times or like don't show up like a book or some, like keep progressively yeah, or, moving it where or like, it's book, like book somebody and they did for a show and then they don't tell me until the show starts that they can't make it like, yeah like that yeah that type of shit so i'm just like that guy just that guy just gotta move on unless they have like a really valid reason right like it's just like no, but, I just gotta move and on. there's like you know there's even times for like you know a couple times it happens you know you you try to get guys together sometimes schedules don't work i was in a podcast like that where it's hard to get schedules going it's hard to get guys to show up in the same spot life is what it is mm-hmm. but it's the unprofessionalism to be like you know keep doing those things and it was the comments that bugged me where it's like this is i'm not chasing clout like you're also going to get into my listeners and like put your name out there like and I've never felt like I push my thing more than anyone who ever came on my show. You know, I'll, I'll definitely try to relate. But it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, what are you afraid of to work with other talent or, or work with other people? I, I You know, I, I assume you have some confidence in yourself. I You know, I, I'm getting there. Again, it's white claw confidence, but it works. Mm-hmm. But it's like what what i don't understand what people are afraid of to work together because you're only crossing shows it's not like they're gonna leave you to go to a better product mm-hmm. like it, it's one of those things where you know i don't know it just it, it it's nice to like you know i hit you up and you're like yeah i'll come on your show for sure come on man that's awesome i you know i hit you up because I, it interests me that you're actually willing to put it out there hey come work with water wave mm-hmm. we're here to support minneapolis talent like 
you know, that that's encouraging. And that's at least somebody who's like real about the situation and not just putting it out there to say, yeah, we need to grow Minnesota. And then they only promote themselves through Minnesota. You yeah. know, that's that's the it's just kind of like, fuck, like it. Why? You know, but I don't know. That's I guess that's my own personal thing. But do you ever do you ever come? I mean, you came across that a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like. Well, like at least artist wise art some artists don't want to work with other artists because they don't they feel like they're too popular for them or something you right know what i mean like the like a lot like a lot of artists that no okay if you're still making music in minnesota and and you're not and you you're paying rent from another way besides the money you're making off of music you haven't there's you, you have no reason to talk that you're any bigger than anybody else right like obviously there's like people that are more popular than than other people and like you maybe could charge them a little bit of money because you've been doing it for years but like when people have like an ego to where they like they don't even say like they won't even like look your way or they won't answer your dm or they'll read like if it's like some shit like that then it's, it's really just more of people thinking that they're more popular than they are right or like they might have like got a little boost because like they might have just did something cool with an or artist their social follow- yeah, their they social got, following they, is yeah they just got a little way. boost and then like they think that they're about to blow up and then like three months later they're back down to where they were before and then they're like trying to like come can you know they're, now they're now they want to work with people yeah like i see i've seen that a lot too i get yeah. you and and that's the that's the thing that kind of you know it it's more or less like the attitude just doesn't have to be there it's like if we all help that's how shit grows like mm-hmm. it's the attitudes of of well no i gotta promote my thing and i don't want them to succeed because then it's that's competition that's the worst way to look at it you mm-hmm. need to have as much competition as there is because your quality isn't going to be what the product has to be at that point, you know? And, yeah. and, uh, no, I don't know, man. I, it's one of those things I, it, it's appreciative to like, see that like, Hey, at least there's somebody who's like making it and like would still come on to a much smaller show. Um, if you looked at a following from an Instagram or, yeah. or whatever, where it's like, at least, at least you're willing to talk about your product, even if it's to a smaller amount of people from what maybe you're used to or, or something like that where, yeah. you know, man, but, uh, no, you know, I don't know how much how much longer you want to go. Most shows go an hour just because people can't stand me talking longer than that. But, uh, you know, I don't know how much longer you're thinking of going. But uh, You can talk as long as you want. I got you, man. Uh, I'm going to get this off the fucking Bruce Willis channel. We were, I was trying to figure out some uh, some sports here, and all of a sudden I look up and Bruce Willis is, like, babysitting, and then people mm-hmm. are fucking dying, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But uh, So how many episodes have you done of this? Ah fuck! I'm I'm I I should number them, but I don't fucking number them. Um, I'm probably about twenty twenty five somewhere around there. But okay. I was also on a podcast for a year before this, and uh, we uh, or yeah, a year before this, and then uh, you know, so there's another eighteen episodes somewhere around there. So I've had about forty fifty episodes total. Cool. Um, you know, I'm like I said, I'm still trying to get that onto like somebody else's show. It'd be nice to to get asked because i always feel weird when people ask me questions on here because it's like they don't want to hear me they want to hear the guests you know and and i've tried doing solo shows where it's extremely hard to have content um consistently without having someone to to talk back to and yeah um you know it's one of those things that's kind of the we we joked about it's a muscle uh that's one of the muscles I'm working slowly and I'm going to try working it in other aspects like watching a movie in here with somebody else and and just kind of talking and creating content that you're watching but you still have to come up with something to be able to translate on mic um and hopefully that'll help you know it's it's weird things where i'm gonna have a buddy come in and and, uh we're gonna watch the uh one of the games of the nhl playoffs and uh, i don't know shit about hockey 
and uh, dude played in like the WCHL or something, uh, like a juniors kind of a program, okay. and won like this whole thing in Dubuque, where it's like, and then he went out to uh, an Ivy League and played hockey out there in the D one. So it's like, okay, you know, that's uh, cool. Come in, you know, it's anybody, anybody who I can fucking come in. It's been a lot of friends who I'm appreciative of, and like I told you, a few, you know, Sean Oakman came on, and a few other people, and. You know, it's it's been who who reaches back on a DM on Instagram, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I don't know, man. It's it, it's been fun, but uh, you know, it's it's kind of like where you know, like I said, I just kind of keep DMing people, and now it's just been a it turned into like what it was gonna be, try to be funny and all this. Where I'm still waiting for the episode where dragons and fucking uh, you know, like where we start talking about mythological things yeah. and shit like that but uh you, you know I'm, I'm down with just interviewing people too and, and i've been getting great feedback and i've even gotten like some negative reviews on apple where it's like yes even if you hate it fucking review it like at least yeah. that means people are fucking listening you know yep. but uh you know i'd rather take that so but uh i don't know man how about you like so so other than water wave tell me tell me something about yourself man Shit. You seem be, like a pretty chill guy. Yeah, I'd be trying to even think about what I'd do besides the water wave because that's all really all I do, I feel like. But I don't know. Like, me and myself, I like to play video games. Um, I like to play a lot of poker. Okay. Um, My my dream when I was growing up as a kid, besides obviously like going to the NFL or whatever, I, was, I wanted to be a professional poker player or a professional Call of Duty player. Oh, shit, okay. So I still play Call of Duty, but I, do not, I don't have the time to take it as serious as I would love to if I wanted to keep competing. Yeah. Like, usually at the beginning of every Call of Duty, if I have the time, I'll try to be good right away. Like, I'd compete in tournaments for money and stuff like that. Oh, shit. But I just kind of quit doing that. Um, but poker is something I'm really passionate about. And since I just turned 21, I mean, I've been able to play to gamble in Minnesota since I was 18, luckily. So I've been able to, like, I mean, you could say luckily, but I've definitely lost a good fair share of money. Yeah. Do you I've, go to tournaments and all that? Uh, yeah. I, I like, I go to Canterbury Card Club a lot and I'll play, I, I, they don't, they're not doing any tournaments right now because of COVID. Yeah. But I have gone there a few times since it's opened up since the, the pandemic and, just doing like cash games and stuff yeah but i really want it like because i've been playing poker since i was like fifth grade like when i was younger my dad would always have friends over to play poker like in the garage you know smoking cigars and shit Hell like yeah, that yeah, yeah. Poker and then nights. like when then one night like like I, I would always play like the little you know like back in the day when you there would be like the little games where like the, whatever the controller is is exactly what the game is yeah and you, it would have the three colors like the red yellow and white that you'd plug into the tv yeah the av yeah, or whatever and it would just direct put the game on so I, I like the first thing i ever got was a poker game it was like a world series of poker like little handheld okay game. yeah yeah so i played on the tv and i was getting good at it and then my dad taught me how to shuffle and shit because he's like you can't play with us until you learn how to shuffle because he had to, everyone dealt so i had to learn how to shuffle and eventually once i learned how to shuffle i could play with them oh but, shit like the first time i ever got to play with them in the garage it was like a five dollar buy-in tournament or something like yeah, ten people, and I and I won, the first time I ever played with them. I was I was literally like, like fifth or sixth grade, not even no, probably even like fourth grade maybe. Oh wow! And I beat a bunch of thirty year olds or however old they were at the time, twenty nine, thirty, like, just in a poker match. So I was just, so I was like, like at that point I was like obviously like happy like I'm a little kid. Yeah. But like yeah. looking back at it, I'm like I feel like. And I and I've never quit playing poker since then. Like I've just only I feel like I've obviously only gotten better at it, and I've only gotten to more understanding, and I've only watched it more, and I've only really enjoyed learning about it more since then. So I feel like that's kind of like what I want to do personally. Like if I could be rich off of something besides going water wave, it'd be to be able to win 
and place well in a lot of poker tournaments and cash games and stuff. I got you. I, I follow a guy who does the local tournaments, uh, Max Halvish. Okay. Um, he's also a realtor, I guess. But uh, the guy does, like, really well in these poker tournaments all around the city. Um, look him up. But uh, that, that poker's one thing. I mean, I've just been one of those assholes who, who fucking, I'm going to take a shitty hand and somehow beat you, and then all of a sudden I'm out within five hands. Mm. But uh, it's not card games have never been my thing. I'm, I, I also would smirk fucking. I'm sure my tail is just even my eyes fucking, ooh, fuck. Yeah, I actually got nice. lucky hands, you know. Do you do you think that's helped you in in business is being a good poker player or being an avid poker player? Would you say you're good? Yeah, I would say that I would say I'm a good poker player and I would also say like me having playing poker for this all this time has helped cuz I a lot of like I don't show like any emotion like ever unless I'm like really yeah. like unless I'm like my, with my friends and like we're joking around that I might laugh or something but like like going through high school and anything like I was like the guy like I never like would show emotion. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if it's because of poker or if that just helped me in poker because I was like that. Like it's one or the other. Like poker's either help me do that or that. But it's all poker is also I feel like you just whatever you want to whatever you want to learn you know, get whatever you want to take out of something like if you want really want to find any deeper lessons into poker then that's up to you to really think about that while you're playing or something. Yeah. But but I'd say it's helped me in that sense of just being like um uh underwhelmed not being not being like a super outgoing guy and like seeing a famous person or getting a connection with a famous person and then acting like i'm about to be famous in a week because i met Blueface or some shit like, right like i'm not like i'm not that type of guy to like be like oh yeah like i met this guy like fuck y'all like i'm about to blow up now <laughs> like like no nah. like so i feel like that maybe help it's like oh i got some pocket aces i'm not gonna even act like i got nothing because I know it could turn into the zero after I, the after the flop. Right, I get you. See, yeah. I, I just assume I flop every time. Mm-hmm. Like my joke is like I don't hear good news. I fucking like um, I'm I definitely don't think people like me. Like it's one of these things where like you know either that or like people get tired of it. Where I'm definitely like a person who wears my emotions on my sleeve, and I'm I'm pretty wild. Like I said, like the podcast has given me a different perspective. Be like, calm down and like actually learn somebody. You know, it doesn't have to be a joke. It doesn't always have to be what are the crazy stories, what are, you know. And and it, it's been nice to to hear people in different industries. And, like, music is something, like, I don't, like, necessarily resonate, like, with rap. But I have rap on my phone. It's just not, I'm not hardcore into, like, you know, the popular stuff or, or you know, I don't get down in, like, the underground stuff either. It's kind of, you know, whatever I hear, it might be pop. It might be something that it's on a on a track on a YouTube video or or a highlight tape or something where all of a sudden it's like, if I like it, I like it, I know. And then eventually I'll start following more into that kind of scene whenever I'm feeling like it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like, what? there's a new fucking song. Ah, uh, oh, fuck, I gotta look it up here. It'll pop up right away. Mood. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, why you always acting brand new? Trying to play... Uh, yeah, I'll play it. Yeah, why? Yeah, what? By Twenty Four Karat Golden. Yeah. Yeah. But right there, even that sound, I went, okay, I'm in. Oh yeah. But I'm into that chill kind of style. Like, what's your favorite kind of like music style? Like, I know obviously, like you, you vibe with rap. Like, mm-hmm. what's your? But like, do you vibe? Do you do you want something with bass? Is do you? Uh, what's the term nowadays? Uh, mumble rap, mm. or are you kind of into like old school shit? I like. It really depends what I'm doing and like if I'm or where I'm going. Like if I'm about to go somewhere, I might like let's say I'm going to the gym or I'm going to like 
like something important i might listen to something that might make me look excited or hyped up yeah but like or if i'm going for a run or something then I'll now what's your hype my hype see i listen to a lot of minnesota music artists okay. like honestly yeah and my and my and my hype music isn't even just like screaming in the mic it's more of what they're talking about yeah so like i mean if i'm gonna t- if i'm just gonna shout out some artists quick i'll just shout out my crew, Calvino, Ouija, Reese LaRoe, Enzi Rose, Tracy Green, Wizard Raff, Jake Giller, and many more. But some of the music that I've been listening to recently, uh, my guy Nico Slim just dropped an album, and Taste Supreme just dropped his album yesterday, too. And, uh, like, there's a couple, like, I, I, so I just have to dig deep into Taste Supreme's album, but Taste Supreme's, like, a few of the songs, like, they just get you going. Like, they're, like, good concert songs. Or, like, Nico Slim, like, a couple of the songs he raps about making money and, like, or doing whatever, like any music that really talks about making money. Yeah. Like if I'm about to like go do something, I'm like, or if I wake up in the first thing in the morning, like I want to listen to something that's talking about, oh, well, I'm making a lot of money. Okay. So I'm trying to manifest. Like I'm big into like manifesting stuff and. Right. Putting and, that idea out yeah. there and going to get it. Yeah. So and my friend, uh, my roommate Reese LaRoe, um, was also part of Waterwave. He he's been listening to a lot of uh, old school stuff recently. And I've been getting into that, like, so, like, I never really listened to a lot of, like, Jay-Z and stuff, like, really, but, like, he's been playing a lot of it recently in the car while I'm driving. Yeah. And I, like, I, I like all of it, but, uh, I really enjoy music, like, Kid Cudi. I don't know if you ever get into Kid Cudi. Oh, fuck. All right. Like, he's one of my favorite, he was, like, my favorite artist here? growing up, like, uh, all of those albums, like, Man on the Moon, Satellite Flight, like, all of uh, I all just, of that type of shit. I just went on a kick where uh, Man on the Moon, uh, bo- both volumes. But uh, okay, so you get Up, Up and Away, Pursuit of Happiness, uh, mm-hmm. sound soundtrack to my life, basic songs, right? Yeah, dude. The the uh, where is it? Mojo so dope. When the you start really so hearing dope. that fucking like, Cuddy Zone. <sighs> Cuddy Zone was my alarm clock for like two years when I was growing up. <laughs> Erase me, but that's because I had a baby mama who hates mm-hmm. me. <laughs> but uh. Dude, Kid Cudi. Even recently, I was talking to somebody saying, if you've if you've lost somebody or if you've had time to like look back on your life and like really, you know, if you've had some traumatic things happen in your life, Kid Cudi is isn't just stoner music. It it's it's one of those things where you can really like understand where the guys vibe into mm-hmm. once you've had those traumatic moments to vibe to, you know, to look for or to hear and. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things where it's like, even four years later, three years later, it's like, okay, like now I understand more than just when I was in high school and trying to be a dumb, like, you know, whatever kid. Um, is there an, is Kid Cudi that kind of guy for you? Or do you have an artist where it's like, you really resonate, like you first, like, yeah, you mess around with the music, but like, as you got older, you appreciate more of what he talked about as opposed to what the content maybe was like popularity wise. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I feel like I haven't gone through too much. I got you. Like See, I haven't, I'm, I haven't had too many like, like crazy things happen in my life to where like I have, I've, I've had to like go to music for yeah, it. Yeah. But I've def, I definitely just really enjoy like the, like the Kid Cudi, Kanye. Hell yeah. Uh, Wiz Khalifa, like just like, like I, I was listening to Kanye. I mean, I was listening to Kid Cudi. Dropout. Yeah, I was listening to like, like Wiz Khalifa and fucking uh, Kid Cudi way before I ever started smoking weed or anything like that. Right. Right. Like, like I didn't even know like what it was like to feel high or anything, but I'm listening to Wiz Khalifa talk about being high and smoking and right, rolling and, and shit. Right, and you But it was just good music. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the the sound of it. Um, but, yeah, but now I still I still enjoy their old albums, like, right, a lot. Yeah. Right, right. That's one of the things, like, music is, is something I, I severely, like, follow with. And, and like I said, it's I'm like a moody person. Um, sometimes I want, like, sad shit. Sometimes I want, like... 
like upbeat guitar sometimes i want like distorted shit like bass rap you know my mood or or whatever i'm feeling like i'll just kind of hit shuffle and like let it play and it could be dolly parton to fetty wop and it's like why the fuck would anybody listen to those Mm -hmm. but sometimes they just hit when i'm feeling like it do you what's your genre is it country that you if you have to get off of like you know what you work with and and what you Mm -hmm. listen to mostly what's your what's your like let me ask you this what's the what's the thing on your on your phone that like you don't people don't know you listen to Shit, I don't know. it's definitely not country though i don't really like country music unless i don't mind like I, i'm not gonna tell someone to turn it off right especially like the only time i've really listened to country music and like didn't even like think like damn i wish something else was playing was like maybe when i'm on like the boat or something like, okay yeah like out on the like out on the lake or something like that kind of fits the theme but yeah uh something on my phone I don't even know. I listen to a lot of just either just new Minnesota shit or just like a lot of the a lot of basic artists. Like I'm I'm big into like learning new artists and stuff. Yeah. But it's mainly all around the same genre. I mean, I used to listen to Logic a lot, and I know a lot of people hate on Logic now. Yeah. And I liked his re- most recent album that he dropped. I haven't listened to it basically since like the week it came out. But like there was like a stunt where like I would have been like, yeah, there's no way I'm putting this dude on my playlist because of his, his like I mean I would listen to his old music, but his new music I'm just not I wasn't gonna fuck with it. But I don't. I don't really. I don't think there's really anything that anyone would really be like. Oh, this dude listens to that too. Like, right. I feel like a lot of my stuff kind of sits in the same ballpark. I get you. No, mm-hmm. my mine people. I mean, I the guys at work. It it. I can't play my music at work on a Bluetooth or something because it'll be. This is great, and then the next song is like, why the fuck would you ever fucking play this? And yeah. It's like I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. That's how I roll. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Uh, we'll end on this here. We asked, or I asked you about where you want to go, what your kind of goal is. Where are you going to be happy? Is it meeting the goal? Is it happy now that you've gotten to experience things that you would have never gotten to experience before? I mean, I've kind of asked, you know, I've had guys who play in the CFL and ask them, is the NFL the goal? Or are you happy playing professional football in a spot here? Um, where. Where do you find yourself being satisfied and not to a point where you ever slow down and be, you know, stop doing what you're doing, but where do you look back and say, I'm happy I did this because it wasn't a waste? I feel like I'm already, I'm already there kind of where, yeah. I'm, where I'm really happy with yeah. what I've done, but I'm still really hungry for more. Exactly. Like I'm definitely not, I'm not satisfied yet. I would say I'm satisfied, but I'm happy with every with the, with the, as far as I've gone. Right, you're appreciative of what you've yeah. done, but like but you like, want to go. I really once once we get our our store and studio completely set up, and we're and it's like we're a couple months in, and we're like we we are making mon- money for rent. Like we don't we don't have to worry about that. Like yeah. shit's really kind of the gears are moving. Then I'll, and like and I can just like like sit back and just like even just think about how I'm how I I came from Mankato, Minnesota to River Falls to Minneapolis. To Dink or to Dinky Town, Minneapolis, and now a store spot wherever we end up. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple spots that we might end up, but like just to be able to be like, wow, like this all started because I came up with. I, we didn't even really come up with. I got I forgot to tell you how I came up with the idea of Waterway, like for yeah. real, for real. But it was basically just like I was in a, I was in my business law class in college, and we were doing a a, a project where uh, one half of the classroom was record labels, and the other class half was um, music artists. And my half was the record labels, so we we were like, whatever record label, like, like just whatever they had for us. 
and we had to reach a deal with somebody which was the project so while we were doing that we had a lot of spare time because it was not hard to do at all like you're just talking amongst each other just write up basically write out an agreement for a certain amount of money or whatever that okay. that they want and that we can give yeah. on their piece of the paper but while they were doing that, I was coming up with my own record label called Waterwave Records. Like, I was just drawing shit on, the, on my notebook. Hell yeah. So then, like, just to think that I came as far as just, like, being in a class, coming up with an idea with the name Waterwave, and then going to the going to the computer lab to make the logo, like, into having a store that's actually fully functioning. People are making money in there. Bills are being paid. Like, I'm, I'm putting people on with, like, that are actually working instead of working the yeah. other jobs. Like, that's where I would be, like... Like, this is amazing. Like, I'm happy as hell that this is really working out for me and a lot of other people. Like, I can actually help people. Like, That's honorable, man. That's fucking honorable. Because you're not talking about getting fucking famous on social media. You're talking about making an earning and mm-hmm. being able to do something that you fucking are passionate about. Yeah, cause, and, and, and it's and, like, and, and it's even from. just to, to get people, like, like, I don't have, like, my parents aren't, like, on my ass, like, like you need a job, you need to be making money. Because they yeah. used to see what I do. Like, they like, it took me a while to, like, convince my mom that, that water wave was going to be a real thing because like one she had to realize that like you can make money on youtube and that people would pay me to like post stuff for them or like record for them and promote them like like that was a thing because i was like that's kind of like the only way i can really make money right now because i don't have that physical presence to be able to sell and merchandise obviously yeah yeah but like uh she's com- like they're completely bought in so i don't really have them over my shoulders like being like you need to you need to be successful you need to be successful because they realize that it's going to take time but i want to be successful like now so that i can be like so that i can be comfortable and be like i'm not worrying about what might happen if i'm not successful soon like if if it doesn't start picking up like am i gonna is it gonna start snowballing where i'm gonna like start needing more money i'm gonna have to pick up another pick up a job lose time like that's why it's almost like it's like the sooner the better so i don't have to worry about it financially yeah but like also it's like i i I got all the time in the world i need but once that happens i'll be fully happy let me tell you this man i mean i know you 21 right yeah okay i'm 27 and i've had a kid i've had two kids and a parent die one thing is it's gotten a lot easier to not worry about what your parents think when one of them dies that's a joke and two you start figuring out that once you find your passion you just figure and go for it and like you know i've told you like my my things like are when people are surprised about the things i can do or or how good of an interview I actually performed or, or whatever it is. Uh, it's one of those things where I kind of take that as a good thing and a bad thing. And and you're going to get older, and trust me, man, the older you get, and you're already in a fucking hell of a spot because you've promoted something, you've worked at it, you've put your life to where this is what it is, and I'm going to put my effort and my energy and everything into it. And you're gonna, it's gonna get to a point where once, and you're already to it, man. I don't even want to fucking sit here and tell you that. But as you get older, it's it's easier to cut the fucking bullshit, man. And it, it's it's awesome to fucking see that, like, dude, I wish I was 21 and had the fucking like drive or whatever it is mm-hmm. to like do this. Like, I've been listening to podcasts for five years and talking shit about doing one, and you know, I still get the, uh, I look back on Facebook memory and get one like from like three years ago where I was like, I'm going to start one. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it took me a long fucking time to start and it mm-hmm. fucked me over because I'm sure I could have gotten a lot more, you know, whatever. The farther and farther you get out of high school and college, yeah. you're not connected to as many people and you don't carry as big a voice. So dude, good on you, man, for fucking following through with what you think and, 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 you know, saying, fuck it. I don't, I know what I want and this isn't it and, and going for what you want, man. That's. Hey, it's exciting, and like I said, I, I reached out to you uh, to, you know, I, I, again, I'm not really a big rap fan, but I'm, I'm a big, like, you're a personable person to say, hey, let's get these people out there and get big, 
And if you want to respect my my work back, I appreciate it. And that's something that, you know, in the podcasting game is definitely something you notice for one and two. You've been a great fucking guest. So, uh, you know, man, that's all I can say is, is fuck, man. Keep doing what you're fucking doing. Thank you. You too. I mean, you're a great host. I, I try to be. I try to, you yeah. know, like I said. The, the, I feel it's, like I was on Joe Rogan. No, don't fucking say that because that's not true. Uh, but I appreciate that a lot, man. Like I said, I, uh, the thing about me is I'm very self, self-deferative. So the, the thing that I always is a big drive is that I don't even know if I said that word right, which is another thing to look back on and go, <laughs> I need to fix that. But I know I'm not like a, you know, a smart person or a lawyer. Or I'm very interested in weird things and, and, and creative, and, and I try to be out there. And, and one of these things is I love being kind of a wordy, like use my arms interview because there are things that I'm passionate about and I'd rather ask about them here instead of trying to fucking Instagram where I feel like I'm being a douchebag. At least at least this way. I know you said you're not a personable person, but your eyes are very fucking nice. If that's not a weird comment to say, you make it very fucking easy to at least ask questions where, like yeah. I said, uh, Skype or something else, it's it's hard to ask by because you never know how the actual interview is flowing. So mm-hmm. I appreciate it, man. Like I said, I you know it's a lot of time. I know uh, an hour and thirty minutes. That's a lot of time from some people. So yeah. thank you, man. I yeah, appreciate. Thanks it for having much. me. I, I love doing shows. I mean, I've only been on a couple, so I was glad to be on this one, dude. Anytime you have anything you want to promote, uh, you got an artist, bring them in. If you want to start fucking whatever, man, let me know. I'm fucking game. Cool. Right on. And then, of course, right as I'm about to end it, the fucking computer shuts down.